All right. Welcome. Welcome to Know Your Roles. We are we're here. Absolutely. We're always uh we're all we're always gonna be here. You sometimes even a day late. So we're we're definitely here. That's true. We 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 definitely are here. Um this is our first show in 2021 or whatever like you know the gregorian calendar says like today Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but uh it's all bullshit um it's it's (laughs) 2021 off to a bang well yeah so we're recording this uh january 7th so a day after the events of yesterday the the 6th which you know we'll just go ahead and go right into um you know we're I apologize. We're going to talk about it for just a second because everything is like so fucking insane right now. Um, But the first thing I want to do is, George, I asked you this a little bit. I texted you about this yesterday, but I want to ask you again. um, Is everybody, all your DC family, like everybody's all right? Everybody's doing okay? Everybody's good. The uh, I'm going to wait till maybe let it die down. My father who works for the government works in DC. I'm going to wait to have a conversation with him probably over this weekend. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. And maybe I'll bring it up next week on the, on the, on the pod. But, uh, uh, it's my, my, my father's a man of a very few words, but, uh, it was very clear. It's like, even over text, you know, your family, it was like, even over text that he seemed like, uh, not, it seemed upset about what the events that transpired yesterday. Cause, cause we all know had that been maybe a, I will just go and say that had it been black or brown people, it would have been a different outcome and a different, like a different thing that would have happened. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just wanted to make sure, you know, I think that that's something that got lost yesterday is that like the people of DC are fucking going through it right now. And, and uh, you know, I think that we need to uh, remember Mm -hmm. all these people that get affected by, you know, when, when things happen like this, um, uh, you know, and also, uh, I did see a couple of videos of like, there was like the the one old dude who who left, who was on a, his stoop, and he's like, "Get the fuck out of out of this town! We're gonna get you the fuck out!" You know, <laughs> you know. So I and people were like, "Yeah," uh, you know. So uh, so yeah, I just the things I I just want to say like real quickly before we like move on to the show, we're gonna talk about football today. <laughs> at some point, which is like ridiculous that that shit is still happening and like all this stuff is happening, but, but thankfully it is. So, you know, we can talk about something else, but just for a few minutes, uh, I just want to get like a couple of the words, right. Honestly, this is for me because like yesterday and thanks, thanks to Hillary for tolerating me, um, like screaming. I mean, she, she's a saint, um, uh, screaming at the TV, you know, for the language that they use on, you know, corporate media. And what happened yesterday was not a protest. So-called liberal media, like I literally was watching so many, they kept saying the word protest and protesters, and I wanted to lose my fucking mind. Um, This was not a protest. Uh, Attempted coup is one word, or two words for it, (laughs) is one phrase for it. Um, Armed insurrection is another one that would work. Uh, I, I highly recommend people looking up uh, the term autogolpe, which is it's, translates as self coup. But uh, you know, because this is this is something that all I I'm not gonna you know if this is a developing situation, it's in it's as insane as it is that we had a bunch of fucking nutcases 
storm the Capitol building yesterday, um, it's like not that shocking, you know, considering a lot of things, considering one, the last five years of this man, like being put on television and like saying, you know, in calling out to these people, calling out to these people and building his, his army and like letting them know that he protects them. I mean, just yesterday he was like, I love you. Um, you know, so I just want to, to, uh, but, but I want to say that it's not that it's, if you know, U S history, it's not that crazy shocking. And I want to encourage people to learn to, to, uh, read about some of the coups that, that the U S government has, uh, <laughs> has attempted in, in other countries specifically, I mean, honestly, any country in Latin America you could look at, I would start with Chile in 73, the overthrow of Allende, which is a, uh, you know, democratically elected. But anyway, I don't want to get off too much. Uh, I just, like I said, that, that, uh, that language I think is so dangerous. Like when they, they like equate that. And then, you know, we saw to your point, we saw, I mean, the black lives matter, actions that were happening over the summer and things that are still going on, uh, which I still encourage people to look into if that's something you are able and willing to do because hitting the streets is something that, I mean, it's happening tonight. It's been happening. It's always happening. And it's kind of, it's the way that things get done. It's, you know, it is working. A lot of it is working. Um, What I was saying is like, we see the hypocrisy on full display of like, you know, George and I sent, I sent videos back and forth about like police officers, like letting people in and, and, uh, fucking, uh, you know, taking selfies with people. And, and my point is at those actions that we were all at, a lot of us who are listening, I think were, were at actions over the past year and, and also previously, um, like it's not the same, there's no equivalency whatsoever. <laughs> and the, the treatment, you know, the brutality that the police put on peaceful protesters and the the deference with which they paid some of these fucking, like, let's call them what they are, terrorists, what they did yesterday was a act of terrorism. Um, but uh, yeah, I couldn't uh, come on here and not like say something because I just, this is, it's like, we're living, we're not only are we, I keep telling people like, the other thing I want to say to everyone is like, you know, however you need to get through the times right now, like you do that, you know what I mean? Like, uh, or don't feel bad for feeling a certain way because like, like we're living through a, a, a plague and now, now like a, an armed insurrection, like the empire falling, you know what I mean? Like we're still like a long, young country. Um, I've just been, re- there's like so much, I highly recommend people watching today's episode of democracy. Now uh, their coverage, Alan Nairn was uh, talking a lot about, some of the coups, uh, you know, in his, in recent history, definitely in Bolivia, I think he even quoted the Rebecca Nagel quote. This isn't, it's, I'm going to paraphrase this, but it's not a direct correlation of five years. It's 500 years, you know? Um, but okay. So everybody just stay informed and also, also stay sane. I, I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I baked a cake. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I just baked a cake. Like we didn't record this podcast for like five minutes because I had a cake in the oven. Um, that is uh, the best. That's <laughs> the best reason to be late that I've ever heard. Yeah. So full disclosure, I didn't tell George that. I was just like, yo, I need like 10 minutes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's because I baked a fucking cake because uh do whatever you need to do. Like I said, like, uh, you know, anything that, that makes you, yeah, I just, I, I, 
I'm going to finish this. I just wrote down a few things like 26 arrests is something I wrote down, which is that's what they made yesterday of the people that stormed the Capitol. Mm-hmm. 26 arrests. That's the thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, again, don't call it a fucking protest. Elon Musk, they, they brought up a Elon Musk quote that says, we will coup whoever we want. Deal with it. This is from like a month. This is when talking about Bolivia from like, you know, this past year, which we also participated in an attempted coup in Bolivia, a democratically elected president. Okay. The, the I think I for me, like I was trying to bring a little levity to, to every situation because as a comedian, that's how I, that is my coping mechanism. And I was trying to think of a joke of what other countries are looking at us and thinking is like, it's like, it's like, as if like, uh, basically it's like, that's your, that's your man. That's why, that's what they're probably looking at. It's like, that's your man. That yeah. him. <laughs> that's what they're looking at us. Just like yeah, they're totally. And I see those people out there. Like, I mean, you know, I see those people out there. I'm like, this is the hill you want to die on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, uh, it's like the Joe Jackson song. Is he really going out with him? It's like, he, <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's how I feel it right now. It's like, can I? And if America was a TV show, this is like, we jumped we we jumped the shark many years ago. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, uh, and we should have fired all the writers several years ago. But at this point, it was like we should just be canceled. <laughs> there aren't any writers anymore. There's, there, there's like, <laughs> I was like, on screen talent is just making it up. As it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like basically, I was like, I don't, don't look at me. I I got fired years ago. It was like, yes, you should have been fired, America. Still on the air. Yeah, well, also, I love the people that are like, like the Lindsey Grahams and shit that are like, oh, today I'm going to take a stand. Yeah. yeah. uh, Get the fuck out of here. We got the blow by blow from Mitch McConnell. Oh, my God. Like, holy shit. You you texted me, you know, something (laughs) like when fuck stick McConnell or something is like the voice of reason. It's like, yeah, it's like Lindsey Graham and Julia Rossi tweeted about like, uh, like, I don't like. Lindsey Graham stand up like, like Lindsey Graham sucks like <laughs> Lindsey Graham sucks at stand up or something like that I'm I, I'm not doing it justice but it, it really made oh shout it, out to Julia made, made me laugh uh yeah and then she posted something else about like uh his background on like his Twitter page or something it looks like a stand-up background like it's got like a circle like yeah. a thing back behind him <laughs> um what's the deal like no he, he what yeah, a guy. fucking clown yeah no I was like uh I was hoping when you wake up like on on Wednesday you're hoping to celebrate a black man and a Jewish man in the state of Georgia of all places yeah, well, that was, yeah, that's next so, on my... Yeah, so let's go ahead and shout those two guys out, too. So, like, uh, Georgia, of all places. So, totally. So, shout out to the, Georgia. Totally. And I wrote down, too, like, what I want to highlight is, like, Stacey Abrams got a lot of uh, a lot of love, rightfully so. She's incredible. But there were a lot of organizers on the ground, a lot of other Black women organizers on the ground, you know, making this shit happen. Uh, because the voter suppression it, throughout this whole country, but specifically, I mean, uh, we're talking about Georgia, w- is is insane. I mean, they they purged a hundred thousand people from the rolls after their gubernatorial election, which was already like so, uh, you know, that there was rampant suppression going on. They purged they purged an additional. And uh, one name that I wanted to shout out was uh, Latasha Brown. She was the co-founder of Black Voters Matter. This woman is incredible. But also, I since we are you know, a sports podcast, I want to shout out the Atlanta Dream. We have mentioned it a little bit, but we haven't 
in you know we didn't talk about Kelly Loeffler in our fucking uh, episode about uh, sports owners, was well, franchise owners, you know. But uh, she is a real piece of shit. But uh, who you know she just lost her her election bid for the Senate. But but a lot of that is uh, her team that she that she is part owner of the Atlanta Dream WNBA basketball team. Uh, these women are incredible, and they've been wearing fucking vote or knock shirts for months. Uh, you know, and they've really like. Again, we have said before about how the WNBA really leads the charge on a lot of this shit. Um, and we, yeah. uh, we, uh, uh, the folks don't shout them out enough because it's like, well, I guess when the NBA finally got there, or at least NBA players finally got there collectively, WNBA was like, well, we've been here the whole time. They was like, welcome, welcome. It was like, uh, it was like we've been here all the totally, whole time. So totally. that was the WNBA. And they're doing stuff. They're not just doing stuff by the seat of their pants, like this, the, this, uh, the, the, their support for Raphael Warnock. Um, like, I think I actually read that Sue Bird was like the one who, because they were so, because Loeffler like made these fucking terrible comments about like Black Lives Matter, which of course the WNBA players were really, you know, in support of and, and justice for Breonna Taylor was like one of their big issues. And, you know, you can look that, that stuff up, but, uh, they met with Warnock. They met with him several times to like hear what he was about and, and to like, you know, talk with him and they left satisfied enough to back him. And they, you know, they, like I said, they weren't just like doing this to be like, fuck you to Loeffler. They were like, no, this woman is evil and she's also our boss. And Mm -hmm. this is how we fight this shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they deserve all the fucking credit in the world. Um, shout out to the Atlanta dream. That's, that's fucking awesome. Um, and fuck Kelly Loeffler for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. The last very quick thing I wanted to mention on my bar talk, and I promise, I promise next week we're going to do something fun. <laughs> I promise. Um, <laughs> I had a whole fun thing planned. I really did. Yeah. And then there was a fucking attempted coup yesterday, guys. Yeah. It um, kind of makes you put it all in perspective. As they yeah. Say. Yeah. I, I, I promise I really did have something fun planned. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but like I said, the la- the last thing I really want to mention that's, that's not related to this is I just want to give a quick, you know, memorialization or whatever of MF Dome. Um, Daniel Dumoulin, AKA Zev Love X, Victor Vaughn, Metal Fingers, Metal Face, King Ghidorah, and of course, MF Doom. Um, we lost a great one, man. I don't know. We haven't really talked about this that much, but I like, I, you're a Doom fan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, man, he was somebody that I've, I've watched a lot of stuff about him the last week or so. And man, he was so, he was so inspiring as an artist, the way that he was able to, ship uh shape shift you know and and like the stuff that he went through um you know very briefly a little bit of his history when he was known as zev love x in like the early 90s with his band kmd with his brother sub dj sub rock who in the same week they were dropped from their label at uh right before their second record was gonna drop uh, in the same week that Sub Rock was tragically killed by a by a vehicle on the expressway, like it, you know, and and, uh, and they got dropped from their label. And like the album that they were gonna release is called Black Bastards, and like we think we talked about this, but like it's, we did, yeah, it's insane. Like the cover art is like a Sambo character being lynched, and like 
it, the album is super political and like very aggressive. And the label was like, nah, we're not, we can't, we're, we're not doing this. Um, yeah. And he like went underground and had a lot of struggle and kind of disappeared and then resurfaced, resurfaced as this character as MF doom. And, uh, you know, and all with all these aliases and stuff, uh, and all these different characters. I mean, it's just really fucking cool. And he wasn't, you know, the whole thing about the doom bots, like, you know, he, this guy is a guy who he, he leaned into his character, you know, as like, a similar to like an Andy Kaufman or, or somebody like that, who like, you don't know if they ever turn it off. And he definitely turned it off because he has a different persona in interviews, but like the stuff he did, I mean, you know, he hired, he, his whole thing was about the mat. Like he wore a mask and like, you know, he's famously right. quoted as uh, saying, uh, nobody give, gave a shit about me until I put the mask on, you know, <laughs> which is just a dope quote anyway. Um, also one thing I didn't mention as far as his alias is one thing that he gets called all the time, um, which is a term that's thrown around in comedy a lot, uh, which is, uh, he's every rapper's favorite rapper, you know, like you hear that a lot about comedians who don't have a huge following, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, he's every comedian's favorite comedian. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, man, he, MF Doom, man, Daniel Dumoulin, um, Oh, the, the point about the Doom bots that I was going to make, which is crazy. He hired, he used to hire dudes to play his shows and put the mask on and like lip sync basically. And like people were super pissed about it, you know, and if you paid money for a show expecting to see MF Doom and it's just some dude lip syncing, like, yes, I understand. And I probably would be pissed too, but like, I've heard him talk about it. And like Talib Kweli said something about it. Like he, he once asked Doom about why he would do that. And he's mm -hmm. like, if the fucking venue, if they don't come correct, if they don't pay me right, I send a bot. You know what I mean? Because we're we we do everything we do super villain. And he's like, we do everything super villain. And like, I kind of I love that. Like, that's fucking cool. Like, like I said, I probably would be salty too if like I went to a show. You know, I never had I never saw him. Uh, I never went to to an MF show, but uh, I would be salty if it wasn't him. But like, there's something about it, like the, the characterness of it, the artistry of it. Like, I think it's dope. LP from uh, Run the Jewels, he called them the writer's writer, which is, which is just a, just a great way to describe him. So, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, because like one of the you know we didn't mention, but the way that he just put stuff together was so untraditional, and and his rhyme scheme, you know, was, mm -hmm. was considered to be avant-garde. And, uh, you know, to, you can tell, like, it's so, he's so influential mm -hmm. you know, he, and he's going to continue to be, yeah. And it's sad. Our thoughts are with, you know, the family and, and loved ones of Daniel Dumoulin and, uh, rest in peace for sure. Let's put on some, some doom or some, some mad villain or something this weekend. Yeah. The stuff with ghosts and yeah, that's, uh, all of that stuff is great. All right, George, what's, uh, what's on your bar? Uh, do you know, it's kind of weird to sort of like to, to go from like, uh, thoughtfulness and, and heavy, like things and, uh, what's going on in the world to I count on, <laughs> I count on you, George, to, to bring us back from the depths to, to that bring I us, take us to. <laughs> I'm going to talk about reality TV. <laughs> I've watched more reality TV this week than I have in my life. Um, uh, I watched two hours of the bachelor this past Monday. And I'm trying to get like some of my other friends to watch it. 
uh, I'm like, hey, he's like, you you watching The Bachelor? And there's like, it's a secret society because it's like, I'm not going to talk to actual real Bachelor fans because they know. It was like, because I'm not a fan. It was like, I started watching it like the other day. It's like, I'm like that dude who bought the Radiohead record, but I bought the ver- the lot, the one that just came <laughs> out like seven, seven, like seven records later. Like I didn't even start from the beginning. It's like I went straight from like uh, the the one with the radio hits. It's like it's like no, they've been a thing for like thirty years. It's in the okay. Rock and Roll it's, of Fame. it's all right. But it was like no, I'm, I'll I'll start I'll start right now. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's fine. Um, uh, the Bachelor just real quick. It that shit is bananas. I've never seen anything like that. The guy in essence is dating thirty women at the same time. It, that's I don't see how people are able to do that just in their day to day life, but on national TV. It's uh, I told one of my friends that today. That I was like, uh, it's like, what have you been up to this week? I was like, did I watch two hours of The Bachelor? I was like, and he was like, why? And I was like, well, the first is the first season of The Bachelor is black. And he goes, haven't that show been on for like 30 years? I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's like yeah. 30 years of The Bachelor. I when I first started doing stand-up, one of my earliest jokes, and it's funny that I remember this today. One of my earliest jokes 15 years ago. Is like was doing a sh- bit about how was watch watching the bachelor is fun because you just because you want to see how long the black guy lasts. There's usually like after the second the second episode is like all right let's like and it said so and I always thought that was like an interesting it was like just as like this weird kind of like yeah I just want to see how that one how long that one dude lasts because we all know he's not gonna win but now but I'm like now it was like the black guy's like the the he's gonna win this time he's gonna win this time so <laughs> it's it's bad TV I can't get enough of it. I'm like listening to Bachelor podcasts after watching the episode. I'm like, what the fuck is happening on this thing? Anyway, and the other thing I watched was like, I'm I'm really into the challenge. The challenge is fascinating. Also bad TV, but I've watched I watched another hour of that and listen to other podcasts about the challenge. And I'm not sure who I'm rooting for, but I was texting you, uh, you Dave, and uh, and your fiance Hillary about the challenge. Who also watched the challenge? That uh, in wrestling we call it we call it a heel turn, and now there's like it's like a good good TV has got to have a, it's got to have a good villain. The cool thing about this villain on the challenge is like nobody's rooting for him, which makes him like the best villain of all time. So shout out to Fessy on the challenge <laughs> for going for going full heel for no reason, no reason to go heel, but he went full heel, and it's like you know it's crazy like the. Uh, do you know this is like he's like the only person that when they do like the the, the one interview about the sit down interview, he's wearing a shirt and tie. I know. <laughs> I, know. I know. Like he, yeah. I, he he yeah. went. He went for it. He was going. He's he going. Go for it. He's going like uh, '80s fucking four horsemen wear his suit to the uh, to the the arena. Ric Flair styling and profiling. And anybody who is listening to this who might go on to be on a like competition reality show that involves like uh politicking like turning on people and shit like it's the same thing with survivor i want to say to you like it's not about the move it's about when you do it (laughs) (laughs) because that dude like he alienated himself from everybody and it's like there's like seven more episodes left bro like (laughs) not only not only did he like uh like kind of made sure he got into this challenge. This is one of those physical challenges. The guy's an imposing fella, but not, but like what made it like the full, full on WWE heel turn was that he went up against a smaller guy and he still played dirty. Dude, yeah, it's so funny. 
it's so that's funny. crazy yeah we we love that shit too i um you know i think yeah no 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 judgment whatsoever about you watching the bachelor i hope that you enjoy it or <laughs> no it'll, it'll eventually fall off shout out there's there's i, I definitely am gonna watch like once uh if there's a couple of girls on the show once if they're off the show i'm not gonna watch it so kristen shout out jersey city lawyer beautiful black woman holler at me when the show is over george p gordon the <laughs> third holler at george yeah holler at george <laughs> You are, you are like, you may not be number one on that show, but you're number one in my heart. So, oh man, that's just come see your boy. I'll even (laughs) shave and cut my hair. That girl is bad. (laughs) Hey man, you gotta go on. uh, You gotta go on. I gotta, gotta, gotta be on the back. Has there ever been like a, there's gotta be like a bachelor, like, there, I want a bachelor show, which is like bachelor colon, I'm too old for this shit. It's just like like a, like a, a 40 year old like yeah, yeah it's, like, <laughs> it's like you know you know i'm i, I ain't working i got a pod and we're, we're taking off it's like, we got yeah, a good number it's like holla at your boy <laughs> call your man call your man it's like it's like this is this is where i'm at right now <laughs> like i have 1500 twitter followers yeah 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 it's like <laughs> holler at me 1500 i got 18 i'm just kidding. oh shit. Um, uh, i'm sorry i sold those uh 300 short <laughs> we need a recount i'm just kidding Jesus no more recounts please well that twitter about? finally at least uh put it you know they fucking froze his account for 12 hours oh yeah yeah, yeah. don't well, twi- you can't go on twitter knows where their bread is buttered there i'm surprised uh, it was even 12 hours the whole, you know yeah these motherfuckers, yeah they don't don't let them off the hook yeah twitter probably retail is like hey listen yeah. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to shut this down for a second. Yeah. We're just, you know, yeah. It's like what we were saying about when we were talking about cancel culture the other day. Like, it's yeah. like uh, if you don't get like, that's a term that doesn't, it's not real. Cause these people don't get like, how many times has Trump been canceled? You know what I mean? Like, like a hundred, <laughs> but, but he actually hasn't been at all. So like, that's not, that's not real. Um, but yeah, reality, back to reality television. Reality TV <laughs> for like bad. a second. I think our main segment is like shorter today, so so we're kind of like it's bad TV. On. Um, no, but and like I'm there it, for it. It is, but I finally like you know because I certainly I have enjoyed certain my my thing kind of is like I like the ones that are a competition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially the ones that like show somebody's actual skill at something. Like like I love cooking shows and all that stuff. Um, but the trappings of it they'll drive you insane. Like I'm talking about the construct and like, you know, the editing and just like the type of people that they get and they fit people into certain boxes and they make things look a certain way and, and, uh, or appear, you know, um, to play out a certain way, um, and presented as reality. When, if you know anything about it, it's, you know, it's like, it's all, it's a TV show. Like they stop, mm-hmm. they stop the shit and they're like, oh, let's absolutely. get a close up of so-and-so make this face. You know what I mean? So it's like, you, everybody needs to know that, that like, it's not, you know, but again, like I said, I don't think it's, you're not, it's great to, they're, they're, they're fascinating to watch. And I think like the, for us, I've realized like for me and Hillary, like the, the best part of it is that we get to call out the bullshit together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like we binged, certain shows from like way back like we binge like the amazing race and shit like during this whole period and like survivor which is a show that i love but like the trapping like it's so yeah it's bad and like the producers and like they they especially if you go back like 15 years whenever anything an incident or anything happens they always act 
wrongly. Like they always do the wrong thing. Um, but it's just like, it's interesting to watch throughout the years and like, to be like, Oh, that's fucked up. And especially for me, like is with survivor specifically, I watched that shit when I was 15 or like 17 and like going back and watching it and be like, Whoa, I was right to think this was totally fucked up or, or it was like, Oh, you didn't realize how fucked up this was, you know? And yeah, uh, no, yeah. I would describe it as because, uh, I'm, a musically i'm a total snob it's like it's like uh pop records from the late 90s and the early 2000s i didn't listen to it then because i was like what is this this isn't music but now that i'm like i'm 20 years removed from it i'm like you know what uh this is entertaining <laughs> i get it no i yeah i get it yeah no i understand i get it now yeah. and i think that's also part of like the maturation process of like anyone who considers himself like i believe you and i do like artistically inclined or, or like at least someone with taste and like someone who cares about that stuff. Uh, that's one of like, you know, both of our main passions and, and shit like that. Um, you know, so like, I understand it and I, 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 uh, feed in into it too, but like at the same time, you have to admit like, uh, you know, like I'll talk, like we've, we both talk shit about this person, but like, uh, like Drake, for example, um, like I will used to talk so much shit about Drake and I, I still will. I mean, I, you know, whatever, but, uh, you can't lie. And I won't that like, I'll sing his songs. I will. Mm-hmm. I, not only will I sing his songs, I will get his songs in my head when there's no, when I'm just sitting in silence and I'll sing it, you know what I mean? Or I'll play it because like the shit, the motherfucker knows what he's, he's very good at it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like very few people complete. Well, I was going to say very few people with zero talent, like make it that big, but that's not true. Um, a lot of people with no talent make it, but, but like also like there is something to be said for mass appeal, right? Like we, we have, we kind of have this kind of conversation all the time on this show and not on this show about like, you know, the set reframing and like the selling out mode or, or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. And I think, like I said, like, I just, I'm trying to, you, yeah, reality TV basically is uh, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. And uh, yeah, don't get it twisted though. There's like, this is the jumping off point and the ending point. Like, cause like, I'm not watching Teen Mom 2. <laughs> well, I ain't watching that shit. I think everybody has their toleration level. Like, yeah, Hillary yeah. loves that, that stuff. Like, she watches Teen Mom, she loves the housewives and stuff. And I just, that's where I like, just, yeah, I, yeah, no. I just it's can't like, do it, but I, but I understand why. And, and, uh, and a lot of people that I love, love it, <laughs> you know, yeah, and no, uh, like, I just, it's just like, for me, it's like a tone of voice and shit. And like, just like a, an energy level that like, it sends my brain into like, I just can't, like, I just get angry. Yeah. <laughs> I just get too, like, too, too squirmy and angry. Yeah. Um, no, it's like, it's, it, it's the challenge in the bachelor. So there'll be no Southern charm or <laughs> <laughs> what else is on? Uh, on, uh, on uh, let's yeah, no, there'll be none of that. We, shit. we can stop. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, think I, I think I just had a stroke and blacked out. What happened? What are we talking about? What happened? Are we okay? We is went this from going on? Okay. talking about a fucking coup to uh, talking okay. about the bachelor. Whew. Okay. Thank God. We did it. We did it. Though. I, I brought it back. We're, we're okay. I'm actually, yeah, resuscitated. <laughs> yeah, I feel better than I did uh, you know, a couple hours ago. Absolutely. Um, that's what we're here for yeah awesome all right george anything uh anything else on your bar or anything you want to get off your chest before we get no. into our uh, game here 
No, no, no. Let's 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 play the game because I'm excited because I changed a lot of things here. Oh so. shit! Okay. Yeah, we, we we went we went I went fessy, full <laughs> heel. No, I'm just kidding. Full heel turn. <laughs> you never go full heel turn. Well, it was just Come like on. like I said, he alienated Save it himself. For a <laughs> yeah, he yeah he's not gonna win this season. Um, no, but, of course not. But uh, it's it's all about Leroy Leroy. Yeah. The what I'm hoping what would be awesome is like the thing they've been doing. This is really quick. The thing they've been doing on the challenge is they've been playing like 80s tunes for like uh yes. for each episode. Like I think we had like um like Tears for Fears and shit. Tears for Fears. I think there was like um uh Depeche Mode, I think was and then last night they played uh Rocky Like a Hurricane by I think by Scorpions. Uh what I'm hoping when Leroy wins it, that they play like clips from the uh, the last dragon. <laughs> 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 when I say who's the master. He's like, I want you to say, show enough. And he just says Leroy, Bruce Leroy. So that's my name for Leroy now It's Bruce Leroy. Bruce I want Leroy. To hear, I want to hear scenes from The Last Dragon when he show wins enough. the challenge. Show enough. Great movie. Catch it. Bullets with your teeth. No, that movie is incredible. So <laughs> Leroy, you are The Last Dragon. I see where I'm rooting for, for, for that show. Nice. Yeah, I also, <laughs> I, I like Leroy as well. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna move into our uh, you know who and the what and who and the who is who's of the what's. Um, yeah, it's the NFL preview episode, the NFL playoff preview. Playoffs, episode. yeah, playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> Shout out, Jamora. Everybody, like, yeah, you know, yeah. If you if you're feeling really depressed today, go, uh, you know, even if you've seen it a million times, go search that Jim Mora clip of him in the press conference. People like they're a shitty team, and somebody asks him some dumb question about making the playoffs, and he's like, "Playoffs? Yeah, no, playoffs? <laughs> there, there, are, there are clips that will never age. Yeah, and uh, that's up there with." We're talking about practice by Alan Iverson and uh, Denny Green is like, we are what they thought they were. They are what we they, thought they, we, they were. We are. They are they what, are they are what we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Like, actually, Denny, your team sucked. And we what, had a great defense. And we whooped your ass. And, and we, had Devin, I was, we had Devin Hester. I was like, I was wondering. I was like, I imagine like, I wanted to be one of the the other reporters, like when everybody does that, just looking around, it was like, oh man, this is golden. This is great, right? Am I the one like, are we, are we digging this? Okay, yeah, okay. It's like being, it's like being in New York, like on the subway and seeing some heinous shit or some crazy shit, but making eye contact with like one other person yeah, that's, yeah. that's like seeing the same shit and being like, this is incredible. Like, yeah, you, <laughs> can you believe this is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> like everybody takes their headphones out at the same time as like you and that other person like, yeah, no, we saw it together. <laughs> Yeah, the headphones like, <laughs> wait, what? It's like a collective double take. Um, exactly. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so we're talking NFL playoffs and we're talking fight scenes. We um, are. The uh, the cool thing, uh, this is like, this is the first year they did that they did this. There's only one uh, team that gets a buy. So Saturday and Sunday are three football games. So we have six NFL playoff games for the whole weekend, which, uh, which is it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of awesome. Just like uh, shout out to my buddy Matt. He's he said he's like yeah. I think I'm just gonna get a thirty pack for the uh, for the whole day. <laughs> it's like all right. Yeah. And he well, texted me like, what time are you starting to drink? And I was like, well, I guess uh, well we'll see. But what not- day? It's our it's Thursday. So now. So it's like start drinking this weekend. It's yeah. like we're tailgating for the football games this weekend on a Thursday, 
Uh, the first game is at one o'clock. So um, uh, I'll start it off as like, so we're, we're talking about playoff games and fight scenes. And so Dave and I, we, we, we divvied up the three, the six playoff games. I took three, Dave took three. And then we're going to talk about fight scenes that we think are kind of going to be similar to what's going to happen in the game. So uh, Dave, I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off with my team, Washington football team versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, that's the 815 game on Saturday night. So this is what I came up with. So I was thinking about like um, what, what are some of the factors that's going to happen. So for for me, like as a lifelong Washington football team fan, it was like uh, in watching a lot of the games, being able to or being able to watch a lot of the games this year because I'd like illegally download that shit. Shout out to anybody who sent that. I'm not going to tell you their names. But um, I, I like our defense. Uh, we got the best defensive line rotation in the league with Sweat, Payne, Young, Allen, and my man, the, the old man in Kerrigan. That those five guys have 33 sacks between the five of them. And Tom Brady is a statue back there. So I think we're going to be able to make it somewhat close. The line is uh, is, at, is at eight. Um, uh, it's at eight. This thing is, is at eight, yeah. For so Tampa this is, Bay, eight-point favorites. Yes, yeah, so it's minus eight. So like the, the here's the thing, though. Like road – I'm sorry, home dogs in the first round are undefeated. Granted, it's a small sample size. It's only two games. But let me ask you this, not to interrupt your your thing here, but do you think that, like, can we look at home field home field advantage the same way in a no, in a COVID no. year? The only difference would be the only the only real home advantage is probably is a dome team and a team that's outside in the cold. That but, yes, I agree. With but that. Uh, but what I was like, and that's is like what you probably would be talking about as far as like home and away would be travel. And how they travel, West Coast traveling East. Unfortunately, Tampa is in the East Coast, so it's just a two, a two or three hour flight just just north uh, to uh, to to Landover. I'm sorry, Maryland. Yeah, it is in Landover, Landover, Maryland. Great place to get a DUI. Shout out. Um, uh, it's just uh, the unfortunate thing is like uh, the Alex Smith story is one of the best stories in the NFL. The guy who almost lost his leg two years ago. 17 surgeries in 12 months. Unfortunately, it's the other leg that's uh, with the cap and injury. And I just just don't see them getting close, but or like at least making a game because they just can't score enough points. Um, uh, I do think Tampa is going to cover. Um, uh, but the fight scene that I have this described it as is probably one of my favorite fight scenes of all time. And that is... So we're just like the defenses. We got to rely on the defenses, like get turnovers. So we're going full out to to this to, to get the old man Tom Brady. And for me, the fight scene that I'm going to be equated to is the Bride versus the Crazy 88s in Kill Bill One. And I'm talking about like uh, when she when when uh, when she yells at Oren Ishii, and uh, they all come down the stairs, and she cuts Sophie's arm off. And it's like, and it's just on from there. And she like slices every, she slices a hundred people up. Basically. So we are the, 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 the football team's defense is the 88s. We're coming for you. We just don't have enough to beat the bride and Tom Brady. So Washington versus Tampa, the bride versus the crazy 88s and kill bill one. I, uh, I like that. I I, I have a I kind of have a similar thought process on 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 one of my later ones, um, but uh, yeah, I also think you know I I uh, I hope that the game is is good for you to watch as a fan, um, but I I also think that they, they probably will cover that spread. 
They um, will. Yeah. It's, it, I'm looking at like a 24 to 10, 27 to 10. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I just, I just don't see a score. Alex Smith is five and one as a starter, but uh, I just don't see, they just don't have enough like juice on the edge to, to, to get past them. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, but yeah, oddly enough is like a home underdogs in the playoffs or two and oh it's interesting so that's one thing to think about but that's just not a trend to follow yeah, because well, those other two games those other two games were were denver which is a tough place to play and seattle which is arguably the toughest place to play yeah. so covid is a covid is a different thing but yeah we'll, Dave, what do you got? we'll see this is a, yeah we'll see it's like uh I'm, I'm yeah i'm gonna be ready there we'll we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll throw in some burgundy <laughs> um all right so my matchup it, that i'm gonna start with is uh the baltimore ravens versus the tennessee titans i think it's gonna be game of the weekend go ahead uh i think it is gonna be a good game baltimore is uh minus three so they're expected to win by three or more um and or yeah um, yeah you got it and uh uh it's gonna be close i think that game's gonna be close i think that uh you know these teams both have a lot both have weapons and both have strengths and weaknesses and i think that the way i was looking at it as far as uh a uh fight goes tennessee has like one big scary ass dude that's gonna inflict pain and of course that's derrick henry uh who is just a fucking beast of a running back i mean this guy eats lineman for lunch like this guy runs over people like a tank like if you at like he's awesome <laughs> he's awesome to watch and, and he and is side note for you would you rather get dunked on or would you rather get a derrick henry stiff arm like you physically like what would make me crumble less <laughs> you mean like like i probably would rather get dunked on man i'd, I'd rather get dunked on for sure yeah because i'd rather have the poster of me getting dunked on yeah because then I could I could blame somebody else. It's like they all, no, it's like no, they missed a they missed a rotation there. That's yeah, exactly. Why I got and I was late. It shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah, yeah it was like yeah. Um, Proceed. Yeah, uh, Derrick Henry is a beast, and there's like, but Baltimore has like a lot of firepower, and they have they have uh, um, they have Lamar, of course, and I think you know it's going to be close, but I think Baltimore may prevail, which is why for me. As a fight scene, this is John Wick versus Boban Marjanovic in the uh, New York Public Library. In, uh, of course, John Wick 3, Parabellum or Parabellum or whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> whatever the subtitle is, that makes no sense. Um, but, uh, right. yeah. but yeah, um, Boban, like that scene's awesome. Uh, it's at the beginning of the movie and you know that like John Wick is going to beat him, clearly. But Boban is like this ginormous guy. He's like seven six, you know. He plays, and I I also love to tie it into sports as well because he's an athlete. And I think also, I mean, he's in the movie for you know thirty seconds, but he's believable. Like I think he's he didn't give a bad performance. Um, but uh, yeah, it, there's like a lot of firepower, and he's going to get some shots in. But ultimately, uh, John Wick like uses a book to like snap his neck. <laughs> Sorry to laugh at that, but I mean, it's fucking, <laughs> it's preposterous. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Baltimore versus Tennessee is uh, John Wick versus Boban. Mar- nice. Um, yeah, George. 
<laughs> so for my next game, I, I have Bills versus Colts. And um, uh, I've been fortunate enough to watch actually quite a few Bills games this year um, uh, due to the fact that like one of my best buds is a Bills fan. So I have to, it was like, we'll text back and forth about those games and um, legal download. Shout out to anybody who has, who's been watching games on there. And uh, so I've been able to follow um, a lot of Bills games because I was on that corner for sure that said that that Josh Allen was uh, wasn't very good, and he hasn't and he wasn't the first couple seasons. Me too. But it, yeah, I think it was like fifty two per com, uh, percentage completion percentage in the first year, and in uh, this year I think it's sixty eight percent, sixty nine percent, which is which is quite the leap that somebody can make. Usually, it's you to tier to three or one to two, not one. To, the first three seasons. And anyway. with accuracy, just real quickly, like that's super interesting because there's this bullshit theory among scouts uh, that's been long, you know, believed of like, you cannot improve your accuracy. You can't improve accuracy. accuracy correct. That's yeah. And Josh Allen is proving that that's not true yeah. because it's improved incredibly. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely like a, it's one of those things where like, I forget who said it. It was like, uh, if you, Either you, you when you ball up a, a snowball and you throw it at a stop sign, either you hit the stop sign or you don't. It's just like it just that you just like not over years. It's like so he was able to improve that, and from what I read, I think he did it on his own. Like it wasn't like like being taught from Brian Dayball or anything. Like of course Brian Dayball and the coaches have something to do with it. But what I've heard has been like him doing it, like working it out and doing it as well, yeah. and that's what it's hard work. Well, they they clearly don't know how to do it, Yeah. but, but it can happen. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, like it doesn't generally happen, but right. it certainly can. The, the bills are on fire. I'm just going to go through the, from, from week seven on week seven, they beat the Jets 18, 18 to 10 week eight. They beat the Patriots, the Patriots, Patriots, the Patriots 24 to 21 week nine, 44, 34 Seahawks. The one loss from week seven is the, is oddly enough is the hail Murray uh, by the Cardinals. On the, on the play that uh, that says one of the best plays of this year, that's the only loss they've had since week seven. I mean, this is, this is week seven, week uh, week 12, 27, 17 against the Chargers, 13, 34, 24 against the Niners, which I thought was one of the better games, 25, 15 against the Steelers, 48, 19 against the Broncos, 38, 9 against the Patriots in this past week, 56, 26, when they should have been, when they could have been resting their, their starters. They're completely on on fire, and that Miami Dolphins team was actually their defense was actually pretty good, and they had something to play for. The one, the only thing I can think of is like of uh, the Colts of, of possibly making this somewhat of a game, or at least being competitive, is Jonathan Taylor is the third leading rusher in the NFL. And we talked over and over, you and I have, of like how good the Colts' offensive line is. Unfortunately, I think the Bills come out fast. It's the one o'clock game. I think they jump on the Colts early. I that there's going to be 6,700 screaming, juiced up Bills Mafia fans at that stadium, drunk off their ass. Hopefully, socially which, distant. Which, which, which I don't know. We'll we'll see how that. Which plays is out. a problem, yeah, but, yeah. but 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 uh, yeah. I think we'll see how it plays out. I've we, I've already heard of like Philip Rivers already thinking about second life, and if you're already thinking about what you're going to be doing when your season's over, then your season's already kind of over. And uh, I think this is the game that they retire Philip Rivers. Like uh, this reminds me of that Dolphins game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, the last Dan Marino game. Dan Marino, whose records are all getting broken right now, is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. His last game against the Jaguars is sixty-two to seven. People don't ride off into the sunset when they, when it's over. In the NFL, with the exception of like maybe John Elway winning those, they don't. Cold. They don't. It's like when it's over, it's over. Like it's over quick. 
or you get lucky like a Peyton Manning where it's over, but you get but your defense the is right sick. situation. Yeah. 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 yeah and and it, with a lot of fucking offensive firepower. Yeah. Literally, he was just all lofting the ball. He, he, he was like barely a, throw the ball. But a, a lot of a lot of bubble screens and a lot of like balls being with uh, air 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 yards. Of, but of, but, but I think yards. that Philip Rivers still has more talent than a lot of those guys we mentioned at the I think he still has a year or two left of like prime time. I think he still has talent. You know what I mean? Um, I think he still has arm talent. Like which which I wouldn't say. There's a couple of the couple passes he had this year that he dropped in a bucket, but I think he only has 23 touchdown passes. He's got a lot of interceptions, and they lost to Jacksonville, and Jacksonville is arguably one of the worst teams of all time. In fact, I think I'm still kind of pissed that I lost money on that Jacksonville game. Uh, just to give you an idea, the Colts didn't punt in that uh, that Jacksonville game and still lost, and they lost to Gardner Minshew. Um, I'm going to give you like two stats that I, that that uh, that 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 don't get talked about enough. The Bills uh, are the second team in NFL history to have at least 20 first downs in every game that they played in this year. Wow. Which is fucking crazy. And in the other stat that's, that's they get stoned around, I think NFL Twitter got a hold of this, that like they're also the second team in the history of the NFL with the fewest punts. They've had the fewest punts in the history of the NFL this season. Um, I think they are going to bludgeon the shit out of the Colts. So for my fight that I have for this, I'm going to go old school. I'm going to go Rocky Four. I'm going to go Ivan Drago versus Apollo Creed. And the Apollo Creed in this scenario is Philip Rivers. I don't know. I'm not going to kill him. I'm just going to say they are going to get killed. And uh, shout out to if he dies, Spoiler he dies. For Rocky Four. <laughs> just to get you hadn't seen it. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> I think that I think they're going to be standing over the lifeless corpse of the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> in a sort of forty-two to nothing. And uh, I was telling my buddy, I was like, I think the reason why they're playing that game at one o'clock is that, like, I don't think that's going to be competitive at all. So we're going to hear a lot. We're going to be hearing a lot of shout. The song "Shout" by the Buffalo Bills uh, all day on on Saturday. At least that's what I'm thinking. So Ivan Drago versus Apollo Creed. That's Rocky hysterical. Four. Oh, man. What's your next one? Um, all right. My next one, I'm going for similar logic to your first one, which, but it's going to be uh, Seattle versus the Los Angeles Rams. Seattle Seahawks. That's going to be a good game, too. I think so, too. Um, Seattle's four point, four point favorites. Um, I personally think that they will cover that. Um, but I, you know, I'd also like Jared Goff, the quarterback for, uh, LA, he's gonna play, right? I think he's going to play. I know that might, if he doesn't, he might not, he might not. I know if he doesn't, the backup is a financial analyst. <laughs> oh my God. But I don't think Jared Goff is that good. Eat. Like I'm not a Goff. Belie- well, I believe that he could, he's just as likely to have a bad game as he is a good game at this point. Um, you know, in the playoffs, uh, but Seattle is one of those teams that, like, like you were saying in your first one, they have one guy. They got one guy, which is Russell Wilson. Like, you know, and they have, and that's, I'm, my Seattle fan friends are going to be like, well, they have all these guys. And they have uh, some other good offensive players. I'm going to mention some in a second. But, but uh, their defense is terrible. It's terrible. It's one of the worst all time statistically. 
Um, and they're not, and regardless, like they're not winning any games based on their defense and LA's offense, like you said, like kind of depends on Jared Goff. And I think anyway, it's like hit or miss, um, you know, but they're going to need a strong performance from Russell Wilson to win. Uh, luckily he's like one of the three best quarterbacks in the fucking league. So he's capable of, of carrying them at least, you know, past this game. I, who knows what'll happen, who they'll play in the next round. Um, but he, they're going to take a lot of hits, you know? So, uh, I was, uh, and like, he has, he has weapons. Like he has DK Metcalf, of course, who's had a great season, but this is, uh, for you, George, some numbers, uh, this year, you know, because also this is, uh, it's going to be close because this is, uh, these two teams are in the same division. So this is the third time they played each other this season. There's, you know, going to be all sorts of chippiness, but also like, uh, they've strategized for each other twice already. So like that kind of, you know, it's that, that adds a, another, another level, but, but the number I have for you is DK Metcalf, who's had such a great season this, this, uh, year, um, his numbers in the two games against the Rams this year, when guarded by, when shadowed by Jalen Ramsey, three catches for 28 yards in 46 routes. Three catches for 26 yards, 28 yards. Nice, nice. Good stat. Um, yeah, I thought you would appreciate it. Hell that. yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, but yeah, so like I said, like they're really highly dependent on Russell Wilson, um, but they do have some weapons that, you know, Tyler Lockett as well. They have, they have some players, Greg Olson, they have some guys that could, that could make some plays for sure. And that's why as a fight scene, they are Jackie Chan versus now I wrote this and uh, I wrote this in quotes because versus Bronx gang. And then I, li- <laughs> I literally wrote LOL um, in rumble in the Bronx because uh like what they call like the Bronx gang first of all they shot that movie in Vancouver and then like it looked nothing like New York and like it's like the carpet copy is ridiculous but there's like the fight scene in like the gangsters like clubhouse you know which is basically like an electronics warehouse or some shit I don't even know but it's awesome because first of all Jackie Chan he's somebody who in all of his fight scenes he takes a lot of hits he's taking a lot of hits and like you know, he's making funny faces and like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, but uh, he's, I also always love Jackie Chan because he can, his weapons, he can use all sorts of weapons around him. Dude literally beats up a person with a refrigerator in, 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 in it, you know, um, he's, he's hitting people with like toasters and shit. So to me, that's like Russell Wilson, uh, you know, finding Tyler Lockett on like a 65 yard bomb, um, which, you know, they are going to have, like I said, they're, they're reliant on those deep shots and they're going to take them. We know that they're going to take some of those shots. Um, even, even though LA has Rams. So yeah, I think that's going to be a fun game and uh rumble in the Bronx, not something I would call like a good movie, <laughs> but it's a shit ton of fun. And those fight scenes, I mean, any Jackie Chan fight scene is just so much fun. There's so much shit happening. Um, like, and like I said, he literally uses every, he picks up anything and like uses it. It's awesome. I love it. So, yeah, Seahawks versus Rams, Jackie Chan versus Bronx Gang. Yeah, I think I think a game's gonna be entertaining. It's like it's always weird when teams play three times. I think it's gonna be on the lower scoring end. Uh, so what do you like? Favors the defense when you play that many times. Hundred percent. So like a seventeen to ten is what you're thinking. It's like a seventeen yeah. to twelve. 
yeah, that's something like that. right in the range. Cause I do think, I do think that they ultimately have, or like a 21, 13, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I think that they, they have, uh, they have the offensive weapon. Mm-hmm. It's just like, uh, you know, if, and if, uh, it really depends on if golf plays, because I think, you know, if, if the other guy plays, I don't think LA has a shot. Yeah. I don't think they have a shot. But if golf plays, they certainly do. Because, right. Like I said, that defense is not good. And that LA offense has weapons. Like they have firepower. Right. All right. So this one is just like, I know you're going to be paying attention to this one because this is a game that, uh, that you've got a vested interest in. And my third game of the weekend that I've, that I, I did I my did. little research in is Chicago at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of things, uh, the, to maybe give you and uh, others, uh, other Bears fans a little something to sort of like something to hang or have some hope for. Be maybe just just a little, just to give you like a little nugget. There's like a I know I know Bears fans are like, a, and I I know a lot of Bears fans is like a, it's like they're like don't give us any hope. Um, uh, but I'm gonna, give, <laughs> I'm gonna give you all a little bit of hope. The um, Drew Brees is still it's still kind of a little banged up from the the rib injury, even though he's played the last few weeks. The uh, and this isn't the Drew Brees of old. The uh, what. They, the Saints as a team have lost in epic fashion the last two uh, in the last two uh, playoffs at home to Kirk Cousins and the uh, aforementioned Jared Goff at home, a place where they're historically known to be world beaters in a dome. In a dome. So they, they've and the, the Bears as you as they Bears and Saints already played this year. They played in November and the game was 26-23. That was an overtime. That was the uh, that was the cheap shot game. So there's a little there's a little juice on just on that end, even though I think that without the Bears player was uh one of those guys got cut the very next week. Yeah, uh, uh, it was uh, I forget, but he's gone. Here's 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 where I'm gonna like take away that hope that I just gave you guys. It's like <laughs> the difference between those the this Bears team and those teams from the Vikings and the uh, the Rams is that Vikings team last year had Dalvin Cook, that Rams team two years ago had Todd Gurley coming off both of them having like incredible seasons. The uh, unfortunate thing about the bears defense is like, that's where the bears push pretty much what they hang their hat on. Unfortunately from week 10 through 17, they've given up 18 touchdown passes and only five interceptions and only 18 sacks. And now that defense is giving up over a hundred, almost 110 yards of rushing a game. So that's, and that's where I have the, 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 the hope that I just took away the hope there. Unfortunately, Roquan Smith is not going to play, and Kamara, Alvin Kamara is. Roquan Smith is out. He's they, he's, he's, he's out, and that's, yeah, that's and that's and that's that's huge because as great as Khalil Mack is, he's like he definitely needs his Batman to that Superman. And Superman Roquan, Roquan has Smith. been the best defensive player on that team. Yeah, I, I will say that. And he's the dude that would probably be ding up on Kamara. Not having him is going to be rough. I do think the Bears start off hot. Unfortunately, I don't think they can maintain the hotness. I see this game going, the Bears maybe starting off 6 nothing, and then staying 6 nothing, then maybe 7-6 at halftime, and then maybe 14-6 by the third quarter, and then maybe 21-6. I do see the Bears actually covering. I actually see the final score being like a 21-12. to What's the line? Uh, I believe it is that – is it 9? I think I saw it at not. I think it's 10. Oh, it's it's 10, like 10. 10. 10. Which so – The reason why it's like 21-12, and then they sort of backdoor cover. Yeah. The thing that like uh, I they're not going to need much from uh, from Breeze and like I said, Kamara's going to play, and I also heard that Michael Thomas is going to play. I think they announced that this morning, and it's just it just that might be just too much for them to overcome. 
I do think the game is going to be it's going to be a little back and forth. So the the fight scene that I have for this, and it's a very specific fight scene from a very from a from a movie, is like I'm going to go with the Matrix, not made the Matrix uh, in the in, in the mid, the middle. I'm talking about Neo versus Agent Smith at the very end, where Agent Smith is like punching like all they can do, and Neo is just kind of like blocking it with one hand, blocking it with the with the with the same one hand. He's like, and he's like looking around. And it's like it's after Neo's been shot and he comes back to life and he's like in uh in uh Morpheus and uh Trinity are watching and they're like uh and she's telling him to get up because the man I'm in love with is a, is a dead man or something along those lines. But I just I just don't it's gonna be tough to, for the Bears to to, to compete in that and as far as like offensively. So I think it's once they once the Neo uh aka Drew Brees realizes like that that they that then they're not going to beat them. I see the, I see a backdoor cover, but I do see like a 21, 12 because the defense is going to definitely get some stops. Unfortunately, the, the New Orleans Saints defense is pretty fucking good too. Um, uh, and the Bears defense is kind of going the other direction. So the matrix Neo versus agent Smith for the bears and saints. Uh, I like I did that. give y'all some I, hope. Uh, uh, well, you know, what's totally funny. I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. So, uh, even though I, I want, I wanted to respond to like every single word you said. Um, uh, but what's funny about that is I actually, what you said, when you said, I'm going to take the hope away actually was the most hopeful thing <laughs> that I heard out of that whole segment. Yeah. Because, uh, full disclosure, like if you're going to ask me, you know, I, we've talked about this before, but I, I, I do it. I make picks and stuff, but I think that this stuff is so stupid and, and arbitrary because like, we don't know. And you can, you look on the reports and, and you make your, your guesses, but who, who the fuck knows? But me personally, I don't think that the bears will win this game. I, I never have believed in them this season. I don't think they're very good. They're mediocre. I mean, their record is eight and eight, which is exactly, and they showed out against bad teams and they didn't play well against good teams. Um, but the thing that you said that gave me hope, well, so also like, you're totally right. The defense started out statistically as one of the best in the NFL, like mm-hmm. over the first like eight, nine weeks, one of the best defenses in the NFL. And then the numbers have been, uh, they've cooled off since week. They have, but like, here's the thing, the thing, even, even with the bears of last year, the last couple of years for me, like I know what an all time defense looks like. I know what the be- one of the best ever defenses look like. This isn't it. Like they, they're good. And, like they're very good, but they don't though even like the that uh that team that we I'm not calling this team the best ever, but but uh certainly a great, great defensive team. The team that we were talking about, the the Denny Green quote from We Are Who They We Thought They Were. Um, that team's defense, like the offense was so bad that like they weren't gonna win unless the defense made a play. And when I'm talking about like a turnover or a huge sack or you know, a huge play or a special teams play. And the thing about them is they did every game. They did. They made a play. And like there are moments in the game where I'm watching, you know, this season, I'm like, the defense needs to make a play. And they they don't and they haven't. And they're still they're good, but they're not, they're not a Super Bowl winning deep like alone you know what I mean like they need so much and the thing that you said that gave me hope was that those running backs had 
uh, success because actually the best thing that the Bears have been doing over the second half of the season is running the ball. They've been running the ball, yeah. Their offensive line has stabilized a bit, but David Montgomery is running like who he is who we thought he was when we drafted mm-hmm. him last year. Um, a powerful dude. Like he he is running his ass off right now. And I he's the only reason why I would say they might have a chance because like they actually, they have been winning against bad teams, but they've been winning in the past, you know, six weeks or so because of their offense, their defense has not been playing very well. No, I mean and like, like they, they've, the defense has given up a lot. Yeah. Since week 10. Like I don't expect them. Like I, I could also easily see this being a blowout for the Saints. Yeah. I, I easily could. Um, but anyway, enough of my Chicago homerism and all that shit. Let's uh, I'm going to do my last one. Um, which is Pittsburgh versus Cleveland Steelers versus versus uh, the Browns. And uh, this is going to be a highly content or a hotly contested matchup. Maybe not close in score, but it's going to be chippy as shit. The, uh, the, the Steelers are favored by six. They're negative six minus six. I think they're going to cover that. I think they're going to beat them. Silly. They might beat them silly. I think that, you know, Cleveland has a lot of firepower and they're going to take some shots and they might be successful on some of those shots. Um, but uh, um, like they, they just don't have, they're just not that polished of a team. They're just not that good of a team. And like, they're also a team that like, I think I'm going to speak for myself, but I think I'd speak for a lot of people and say like, we love to hate them. They're like very unlikable. Like they used to be like, you know, you'd feel sorry for the Browns because they were, you know, this futile franchise and they could never get it together and win. But now like they have, it's like a bunch of shitty fucking cocky douchebags. Like Baker Mayfield's not likable. And also like we talked about this before, but he's fucking everywhere. He's like, you know, he's on every goddamn commercial and everything you can't get away from him and for a guy with like not that much talent or like who hasn't done anything in the league like get out get off of my tv please um but uh like i said this this game is going to be feisty as fuck and this might be the all out of all the games this might be the game where we might actually get a fist fight (laughs) (laughs) um uh and that is why um as a fight scene, this Pittsburgh versus Cleveland matchup is going to be Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris in some weird off-brand movie. I don't even remember. The movie's called like Way of the Dragon or some shit like that. It's not even like one of Bruce Lee's more popular movies. But this fight scene is sick because it's with Chuck Norris, who yeah, a whole bunch of amazing fuck chuck norris but uh he came in as like the cocky like he's really young in this and like he's like super cocky and like you know like the fucking uh pretty boy and he gets some shots in on uh on bruce lee but bruce lee eventually embarrassed him. he also has like he's covered in like chest hair and like like with the chest fucking that's a weird fight but it's a long <laughs> ass fight and it goes back and forth and i do think there'll be some back and forth but eventually like bruce lee fucking embarrasses his ass um, because he's way better than him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that Pittsburgh is going to ultimately embarrass them because they're, they're just, they're a much better team. The uh, also uh, don't forget that Kevin Stavansky of the, the coach of the Browns uh, tested positive for COVID. So he's not going to be there. And then there's a couple other linemen that tested positive for COVID and they're not going to be there. The unfortunate thing is, is like, uh, there's like the, 
the NFL is just they're just going to keep on going. The uh, so I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, the Browns are. I think I think the Browns are in a lot of trouble this weekend. This is not going to be a fun game to watch. After, but after everything that we've said, like examining these lines and these matchups, like to me, everything is totally up in the fucking air because of because of COVID and because what you just said that they are not stopping. They are not stopping. So like, it's we. We know I was reading too. somebody was writing in their pre their, mm-hmm. their playoff preview of like, that's a situation we have to monitor and watch because like, we know that it's going to affect a team. You know what I mean? Like we, it already, it already is, as you just said about the Browns and like, but like, you know, the hypocrisy of the NFL, like what, what happens if Tom Brady and Tom Brady comes down with it? You know what I mean? They're going to, they're going to say Tampa Bay, you have to play or Aaron Rodgers. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are they going to do? I, I don't know. I'm not saying I have no fucking idea, but uh, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a hell of a situation to watch it. I mean, we've talked about it with the NBA as well. Like they're doing the same thing now. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, it's not, I don't, I don't think that game's going to be close. Also the, uh, the Browns beat the JV Steelers team the, just this past week, 24, 22, which never, which doesn't usually work out for you. When you play them again, the very next week, yeah. it's like, yeah. historically, that's not what you <laughs> I think if it's like if that game had been like a beatdown, it probably would have given more of a chance. And but like Cleveland needed to win, right? Cleveland did need to and, win. And, and so then, like and, yeah. And the Steelers didn't play anybody. And now they're missing linemen. When you're game planning like with win at all costs on your mind versus a team that's game planning just to get yeah. through the game healthy. And then you have to like they're not like you showed them all your cards and now they have they hold the the power you know what i mean like that's why like these division matchups like you don't or, or like even if you play a team you play a team in the playoffs that you played in the regular season a lot of times it doesn't uh work out for the team that won in the regular season's favor because like i said like you don't have uh you don't have failures to mm-hmm. teach on and, and in the meetings in the scouting of that work like the things that you did worked so the opposing team is going to be like this, these are the things that they did that worked and this is how we're going to counter it. And then you have to like counter their counter, but you can't, you know what I mean? Like if you won already, you can't, it's hard. It, some, you know, something that is said that it's harder to game plan uh, against that team. Yeah. They were a two point conversion and a missed uh, a damned, damn near close missed uh, onside kick from winning that ball game. And they still have their convert a third down, just uh, to run the clock out. The, it was 24, 22. And they, and that was a team that, First, Ben Roethlisberger didn't play, and T.J. Watt didn't play, who was probably the second or third best defensive player in the league behind Aaron Donald and uh, fuck the guy for Cleveland. I forget his name. Miles um, Garrett. Miles Garrett. Thank you. I was. I was. I can always remember one name, but the, the second name was always escapes me. I should have said. Should have said Miles Garrett first. No, but so like uh, that game is not going to be. It's not going to be close. Uh, I did fail to mention you were talking about the Ravens game, which I think is going to be the game of the weekend. You want to hear a stat that I just kind of love, but I don't understand? Uh, the Ravens, who are eleven and five, have the are lead the league in point differential. I, which is insane. Which means it's like when they play somebody and they win, they fucking murder them. <laughs> it makes sense though, because because they are another team. Like I was talking about with Seattle, they are another team that is reliant on big plays. Like, and they either hit a lot of them or they don't, you know what I mean? And Lamar is like a big play guy and, and like, you know, yeah, they're, it's going to be interesting. And Tennessee, uh, that defense is good, right? No, their defense is not, it's not good. good. It's really bad. It's not good. <laughs> Weren't they really good last year? 
Uh, they beat. I mean, they beat Baltimore last year, but no, their Whatever. defense is not good. Um, in fact, I yeah, with the exception of Derrick Henry, I'm not really sure. And they they've got some talent. AJ Brown is really really good. He's like that. I mean, that's Tannehill, like a, Tannehill. is like he he doesn't make mistakes. He's uh, good. He's serviceable. Yeah, it's like, I mean, he's good enough to win with in the playoffs. Oh, his numbers since he started from I think it was week seven that he started last year. He's one of the, some of the best. He's the best numbers in the in the in the league over that 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 period of time. He's, I think it's a little bit of a paper tiger situation. You know what I mean? Like I think it's a little bit of like inflate. Like I don't think he's like a top five quarterback in the league. Is what I'm saying. Even if the numbers bear that out, but he's certainly somebody who is like capable of leading a team to playoff wins. Yeah, no, they've, they, they, the they played in the AFC championship game and they beat this Baltimore team uh, last year in Baltimore. Um, uh, there it's just like, I just, that defense is not good. They're, they're actually one of the worst defenses in the league and they're the worst defense yeah. in the playoffs. Um, uh, and that includes the, the eight and eight bears and my seven and nine Washington football team. And Seattle. Uh, Seattle's defense has played better in the past few weeks. They played like they played really, really great defense. They, they, they have played better. They have. There's like they got, yeah. because they uh, and uh, and I believe Jamal Adams is going to play this weekend. The um uh, and uh, the other thing is like the 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 let Russ Cook narrative. They had to shut that thing down. They're like, well, all right, it was like let's figure this out. And I think the reason why they had to have the have narrative out there because he had to cook because the defense was so bad. But yes. their, their defense has played very. Play really well, I think. But up against about, elite quarterbacks in the playoffs, Russ is going to have to cook again. You know what I mean? Like that's my point. Yeah, no, I just like the defense has played well enough. I think I like uh, I, because like you and I are baseball fans. Like I like when uh, when uh, when a streak happens, and so like I respect the streak. And I think their defense is is, is played well. The Rams, which is Rams' offense, especially with that the the financial analyst. If he, I think if he does end up starting, they they. That game is going to be close, but but I think only because they played three times. This would be the third time yeah. they played, but uh. Yeah, no, I, I like I like what we've done here. So um, uh, we won't be talking about we probably won't be talking a little bit about the NFL very next week, next week because we do have a guest. The uh, as of right now, my question to you is like because I'm going to hold you to it. Is like who are you picking to be in the Super Bowl as of right now? Because we're about two weeks out from discussing NFL playoff oh. games again. <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm probably going to give a pretty boring answer, but uh, I honestly think the two top seeds are the two you going shock best team Green Bay and Kansas City. I think that yeah, I think that yeah, I think that Green Bay and Kansas City are the two best teams. Now, now if they get to the the Super Bowl, who knows? I think that the Saints could go on a run because Drew Brees. I think that Seattle could go on a run because of Russell Wilson. Um, I don't think that there's any other teams in the NFC that will that will come out of the NFC. I don't, uh, you know, the Bears. Like I said, I I don't think they're very good. Um, LA is is not that great. And uh, who's the other one that I'm missing? Uh, Tampa Bay. Who mm-hmm. who like honestly, uh, you know, if you told me like I could believe Tom Brady having some magic left in him too, but but that's unlikely. So, um, so you, before we go, we pick up the NFL. So Kansas City and Green Bay is your the Super Bowl for Dev. Who's like you think is going to play in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to couch it and say that also in the the AFC that I I like Baltimore and uh, and Pittsburgh. But uh, but yeah, if I, I I think that KC because they're the especially because they're the reigning champs and they went fifteen went fifteen and one did they not or fourteen and two fourteen and two. Um, uh, you can't. It would be foolish like. You have to pick them, even though it's hard to repeat. Like, 
they they have the inside track. Um, and again, Green Bay. I mean, I've I've watched Aaron Rodgers destroy my team for over a decade, and uh, I just think that he, I think that I the team as they're constructed right now has a lot around him actually, and their defense is much better than it's been, and they have a good running game as well with Aaron Jones that they've never fucking had basically, and it hasn't mattered because Rodgers is that good that he's also the run game. You know what I mean? Like by thinking and dunking and shit, like uh, like Tom Brady is as well, like. Uh, those great Patriots seems like they didn't like they did have some good running backs, but like he what Tom Brady's spurred the run game by you know two yard passes and like putting people in the right place and shit like that. Um, you know, so yeah, I I know that was a ridiculous long winded answer and I gave like three fucking answers, but sure, yeah, Kansas City versus uh, Green Bay. But my real prediction is that uh, none of it will happen. <laughs> Everybody will be diagnosed with COVID and it'll all stop. So. That's my real prediction, just in case that that happens. All right. Scores. Since we're recording, this is like I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, completely off the board, and I, I'm actually gonna say the 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 Bills are gonna make the Super Bowl. I, I do love the attitude of uh, them not being scared of anybody playing in the, in the NFL right now. And at Kansas City, they remind me a lot of that Golden State Warriors team that lost to the the Cavs, uh, being up three one. The uh, it just it just what it seems like is like they they're playing as if they're kind of just like kind of yeah it was like yeah we'll turn it on when we need to turn it on and i i, I think that i think that attitude is going to eventually run out so i think the bills are going to represent the afc and the nfc i think it's actually going to be tampa bay unfortunately because like uh the we we, we won't we won't be able to the the second round it looks like the way we, you and i have shaped it out is like it's probably going to be tampa bay versus green bay which is a which is a TV show, and unfortunately we don't yes. get that. We don't get that TV show the final season. But episode nine of a ten episode ten episode series series is usually kind of the best one. Usually the best <laughs> one, the, best the penultimate one. episode. <laughs> and usually ten was like shit goes down. And, and episode ten, we're like, "Who? Like, can you believe what happened in episode nine? Episode ten is like, let's tie it up. Yeah. So let's, I think I think it's gonna. I'm gonna go and say right here on record on Wax that I think Tampa Bay versus Buffalo is going to be the my my Super Bowl night, and, uh, and uh, I like. I, I, we're gonna. We started talking about pro wrestling. We're in with pro wrestling on my on this segment. I like uh, I like heels. I think Tom Brady is the ultimate heel, and I think the uh, the Bills are the baby faces. And I think that's gonna be. There's gonna be a lot of stories and a lot of great storylines to be able to write from that. So Tom Brady goes for seven Super Bowl wins. Is that right? Yeah, that's insane. Against against the the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Bills shocked the world. By beating the Baltimore Ravens, because I think the Ravens are going to beat Kansas City. Um, uh, I know I just kind of just went all over the place. I think the Ravens are actually <laughs> going to make the AFC Championship game against the Buffalo Bills. So did I. So yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So the Ravens are going to be make the AFC Championship game. I think I think Lamar is going to get pizzed at the end of this year. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to be able to beat the Bills in Buffalo and Bills Mafia. Make sure you have all the tables ready because I think you're going to be breaking a shitload of them. So anyway, that's been our <laughs> our NFL. Half-ass NFL uh, wild card, uh, wild card uh, predictions and coverage. I think we did a pretty good job with that, I, and I, I love these fight scenes. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna watch that I Chuck have, Norris. Yo, it's dope. It's like a, it's and it's like long. It's like a 10 minute fight scene, like, but it's it's awesome because there's so much like ridiculous back and forth. Um, I had so much fun watching like just these fight scenes. Like it was, yeah, it was. I watched a lot of Jackie Chan. The uh, the Kill Bill one, I have probably seen. 
because like I used to get like when I had Kill Bill. Remember DVD players and DVDs? It was like I still I, I, I got still a few. Uh, something about I love the way that there's like it's like duh, 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 duh. the the music the music in the Quentin Tarantino movies are, are always gonna be good, but for some reason the ones that Kill Bill that produced by RZA are fucking amazing. <laughs> and it's just part of it already, me, already Shay. Dude, it's so dope. Part of it for me is because like uh, it's clear there where like you know Tarantino is like I don't know if I've described him like this on the show before, but I, I think I have. But to me, he's like a hip hop producer. You know what I mean? Because he calls all these things and he does like the thing, the dopest. You know what I mean? Whereas so like in in Kill Bill, um, yeah, like that scene is so much a throwback to these old kung fu movies and it's got all this shit in it and like including like the music and mm-hmm. the music cues and and the way that it flows and and like he does like the black and white thing for a sec and that scene is fucking dope and he shot that and he's like not an action director or wasn't and like shot that uh, unbelievable scene, like a kung fu movie and it's fucking awesome yeah I mean, she cuts yeah, already she's arm off Oh, uh, dude, she kills. She I mean, she cuts that Sophie's arm off. Sophie, yeah. Sophie's arm. To start it, yeah. Oh, man, she. And then it's like, and then it's silence, and everybody's like, my favorite is the fucking proprietor. Beat it, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beat it. Beat it, Charlie Brown. Yeah, no, that it's uh it's so I was I watched I got to watch that one again, and then the other ones I've seen. I actually watched Rocky Four about two months ago. So. Yeah, that's so fun. I watched that uh, that Boban John Wick scene. He was, like, <laughs> he was just like, so, so Dave, we're at the the final segment. What what exactly are you looking forward to this weekend? Aside from the NFL being being six games. Oh my god. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the NFL. Coming back like we did this show. That's or the uh, the playoffs happening. That'll be that'll be exciting. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to uh, reading more about uh, coup d'etats and like uh, <laughs> going back into that and watching uh, watching what transpires over the the next couple of days. Um, you know, as we said, it's still a developing situation. I think everybody should. Should continue to watch it. I'm sorry, I don't have. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what's next on our uh, on our queue here. The only thing we're watching, like religiously right now, is what you already mentioned, which is the challenge. <laughs> um, it's doing. Oh, oh, here's here's what to look. I, you know what I am looking forward to, and what people should look forward to is. I said I'm looking forward to eating the the spiced honey cake that I made right before taping this podcast. That's going to be cool now. And I also want to recommend to everybody like bake something or, or, or like just uh, eat something that makes you happy because as a, as a comedian, I love a good callback. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to eating something that, that, uh, makes me happy and not feeling bad about it at all. So uh, don't feel bad. And like I said before, like I would just say again, you know, whatever you need to do, like whatever you feel, don't beat yourself. Like is this shit is insane. You know, we are, we are living through a plague and a fucking uprising. Like we're, uh, you know, like, and, and a fucking nutcase, you know, a fascist dictator calling for a coup for, for a takeover. 
you know, as soon as it, this isn't like, you know, I said that there's definitely indications throughout history of this and of the U.S. government, but like it's still crazy to be living through this time. So whatever you need to do, um, like I said, I'm gonna eat some cake. I'm gonna eat fucking cake, and whoever has a problem with that, I don't care. Um, George, what uh, give us give us something to look forward to? What are you, what are you looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to, I'm a college football fan. And I know the listeners know that I'm a college football fan being from uh, Northern Virginia and going to school in the South is like, we love college football. And this is the end of the college football season. They made it. They made it to the end. And the, the national championship game is going to be on Monday, Ohio State versus the Alabama roll tide roll, Crisman Tide. I'm looking forward to watching this because I get to see Devonta Smith, who uh, who just won the Heisman Trophy. And he's... Uh, the first, uh, the first wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy since my man Desmond Howard. Shout out to Desmond Howard in Miami. Um, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun little watch. Um, uh, and uh, I, I think Alabama is going to win. And then I think that it's funny. Like the, I think folks who don't watch a lot of college football, that like they're like, it seems like Alabama is always in it. It's like, well, it's because they are always in it because they're. They're usually pretty good, and it's like the, the what I would equate it to is like the I guess a good like a good reference point is like imagine if your NF the NFL team that won it every year just got the ten best players to come play for them every year and all the money and all the resources. Yeah, so like uh, there's a reason why it's the same fucking teams every year, like and and the same thing in college basketball as well in all college sports. Mm, not in really college basketball, but in college college football for sure. As far as where the money goes, as far as like like uh, you know, Butler isn't getting the same kind of, and they are now because they had success in the tournament. But like they aren't getting the same kind of television coverage that Duke is getting. You know what I mean? And they're not getting the same kind of access to recruits that that Duke is getting. You know what I mean? In the same way that you're talking about college football, you don't agree? Uh. Well, not really. The college basketball and college football. College football is a is a, is billions and billions of dollars. College basketball is kind of like they're like a drop in the bucket. Okay, compared fair to what, compared, compared to what they do. In but you know, I'm just as far as like the the machinations of like mo- how money affects it. You know what I mean? Like they even in college basketball, like I said, like the Duke is not. It, it doesn't get the same opportunities as you know. Uh, you know, Boston University and where I went in the fucking mid Atlantic, Atlantic East, like some weird ass that division that's actually division one, but like nobody fucking, you know what I mean? Like they don't, but uh, anyway, all right, rant's over. <laughs> um, BU's, had some, BU's had some teams you just weren't, you weren't around for, they had, they had a squad in the the eighties. Yeah. And I was like, real hockey, but yeah, there's like, mean, yeah, they they're, they're actually still good at hockey. Um, uh, yeah, no, so I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be that's gonna be a fun little watch. And I'm like again, like it's like congratulations to Devonta Smith for winning the uh, the Heisman Trophy again, the first wide receiver since 1991. That's crazy. Which is crazy because it's like it's usually a quarterbacks and running back award. It would have been bizarre had like they given it as great as like Mac Jones has been this year. It would have been crazy to he's like. He's not even the best player on the team. This like it would have been odd if like if he had gotten the uh, the Heisman Trophy. But no, he's he's great. And also shout out to that that suit. Lord have mercy, that Taylor. He was wearing velvet. That shit looked fucking baller. He's ready for he's already ready for Sunday. And the game the game's being played on Monday. He looked great. That thing that he was wearing like a velvet tux. That thing looked awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. That's yeah. I love uh, all that shit. 
thankfully we still get we st we're still getting some of that even in the uh you know remote era um but uh yeah all right well the only thing the only last thing i want to say that i fucked up and didn't say this in the uh what we're looking for forward to section um but uh we'll talk more about this in the future but George and I are looking for uh, somebody to help us with the show. <laughs> if you, if anybody out there who's listening and likes us and likes the things we talk about, and in all seriousness, we are looking for somebody to help us. We don't have any money right now, but it is something that we, you know, we're looking for somebody who wants to grow and you know wants the experience of uh, producing and and uh, like I said, is interested in the stuff we are. So if that if that fits you at all. Uh, DM one of our social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram right now, KYR pod. Also, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're like, you know, part of the reason why we need somebody is because we, we, George and I are, at least in our brains, we're very old men. Um, I'm and, old everywhere, uh, man. You know, tech, technology. <laughs> yeah, I, I am too, but there's, you know, I'm only 36. So, so there are some people that are listening to be like, you're not old, but, but yeah, uh, no, I'm 42, secretly 95. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 36 going on 85. I just got the internet on my phone the other day. <laughs> I don't even, <laughs> all the, those words just broke my brain and I can't <laughs> even process them enough to further this conversation with you about it. Um, <laughs> I just switched over from dial up to was it roadrunner what was one was it what came after dial roadrunner <laughs> <laughs> just the other day <laughs> yeah i just i just i just got a cable modem it's pronounced modem correct yeah there is a this comedian who's who shall remain nameless he's a fucking douchebag but i remember seeing him do this do an awful set and he was like, he was like, dial up porn. Remember dial up porn? And everybody was like under like 25. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Shout out to that comedian, you fucking jerk off. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, but uh, follow us on, on social, follow us on social media. Please, uh, you know, rate and review the show if you haven't. Uh, I just want to say like, thank you to everybody that has listened. And Absolutely. Is listening on a regular basis or has has one, um, you know, we, we really, I can't say enough how much it means to me that, that and I think I speak for George as well. Uh, yeah. Dave and I are creative so, types to so be able to sort of do something creative every week is kind of a, like a good thing for us. It's like, we get the, 100%. it's like, it's like you get the flex that muscle, you know, that scene in oceans 11 in which like, um, I think it's Carl, Brad Pitt's talking to the, the older guy who's like, you're in Cooper sound is like, he's like, you, you you always stay sharp, or it's like that. Somebody's like, I forget how how it went, but I always enjoyed that scene yeah. in the movie. Yeah. He's like, you're a Cooper well, sound, and, and you know, for me too, a lot of this show, I I don't know if you feel I feel the same, but I'm not in a bar right now, and uh, you know, and that's that's where a lot of it's where I talk to people <laughs> generally. Um, you know, I'm not somebody who before this pandemic was like super like like posting on you know social media like or stuff like that but like i i'm someone who lets my feelings be known and and we'll talk about whatever uh you know but i usually do that with my bar patrons so this is a way i i have really appreciated having a way to to at least have that experience with you george and and, and hopefully you know people especially some of my bar patrons who are listening to this who 
I just would say I miss all of you. If you are listening to this, that means I miss you for sure. Um, you know, but hopefully this replicates some of that that experience. And for me, it's great because nobody can talk back. <laughs> um, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, even if you think I'm not. Um, anyway, DM us if you want want to help us. <laughs> yeah, we we would we're we're Dave and I uh, have uh, had plans of taking over the world so we would love uh like another person to, to sort of help us on our journey because like, we uh, do and uh also taking over the world could also just be like building out our own little corner mm-hmm. and uh whoever wants to fuck with us can fuck with us but uh yeah, it's like we're, as far as in a good we're way. excited about where 2021 is going to go and we'd, we'd love for somebody to to, to, to to ride with us so so message us totally and we have a lot of exciting things coming up a lot of great guests that we're really excited to talk to um that has also been another thing for me that's been really exciting for me and george i thank you for that as most of them are people that you are connected to friends of your i don't know those motherfuckers Uh, fuck them um, (laughs) uh, it's been really you know exciting for me and invigorating for me to talk to them and uh to talk to everybody that we had on i would love to you know i'm not going to name everybody but everyone who has come on i would deeply thank again it's really awesome and uh like i said we have some really cool stuff coming up some really exciting guests and some fun shows uh even if it's a complete fucking dumpster fire outside we'll still be here and we'll probably talk about it mm-hmm. um all right george that's it for me that's it for me as well i'm just gonna say everybody be safe and healthy and uh you know hold uh hold your loved ones tight and eat some cake. Bake something. Bake something. And, uh, of course, my usual send-off. I'm going to keep doing the send-off until we we have a cure for, uh, for COVID is uh, wear your fucking mask over your fucking nose. Peace. All right. We're out. All right, dude. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, man. You too. Enjoy your food. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> can we can we can we put that at the end at the end of the podcast? It's like enjoy your food. That's awesome. <laughs> we can put that. <laughs> yeah, put put that in there somewhere. <laughs> All right, later. Thank you. later.